We started 2017 a few days ago, but it's actually look, it looks like many days ago now. This is the third Sunday. Three weeks half of the first month. I pray that we'll still remain focused. That what the Lord has planned to do in the year 2017 will not hold his hand back. But the Lord God Almighty will pour these blessings upon us in such a manner that even the storehouse will not be able to contain it. Through the scriptures, we see that God is always blessing the righteous. He's not only blessing them, he's also protecting them. And his favor, when his favor follows you, you'll see that you'll continue to reap blessings and the mighty hand of the Lord will not cause you pain. When the favor of the Lord is actually with you, you'll see that you'll be secured against all your oppositions. And even the evil plans of the devil will not prevail against you. And I want to actually believe that someone is here who will be so encouraged. Whatever you may be going through, that you will be encouraged today to know that God is there for you. Now, the passage read to us, there is Psalm uh, 37. I would like to read verse 24 from the New King James Version. The NIV actually put it in a translation that is not the way King James uh, puts it. It says, though he fall. He shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. He shall not be utterly cast down. And this actually tells me that even the righteous will go through tribulations. They will go through trials. They will go through torment or hardship. But there will always be a positive testimony at the end of the course. Your testimony will come. And it will come in a big way. To the point that people around you will notice it. And they will know that only God could have done it. It is important for us to know that it is only the righteous that actually will enjoy this. If you turn to Psalm 5, verse 12. Psalm 5, verse 12. It says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. The Lord will bless the righteous. And with favor, 
the righteous will be surrounded as with a shield. We have some examples which actually we highlighted in your uh, bulletin in the pastor's corner. We want to quickly go through a few of these um, characters. And you will see how wonderful God will actually meet with you at your own point of need. The first one is Joseph. Joseph was a young lad. Loved by the father, by, by, by the, the, his father, Jacob. But his brothers hated him. Senior brothers, for that matter, hated him. They wanted to kill him, but they ended up selling him. And while in slavery, he moved from being a slave to being a servant. And then he moved again from being a servant to, be, to being a prisoner. And lo and behold, because Joseph was very much in the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord controlled him all the way. He will not in any way abandon his God, but he will continue to focus on him because he knew who God was. And from prison, he moved to the palace. It is a story that children will want to hear and say, I want that to happen to me. But may I tell you what? You will not be able to bear the obstacles on the way. You want to end up in the palace, but you don't want trials. They say that there is no testimony without a test. God will test you. Not tempt you, but test, test you. And after the test, I pray that you not fail, but you have testimonies. Um, we have the Hebrew children, the children of um, Israel, when they were in, the, in Egypt. It started well with them. They were given the land of Goshen, exempted from the plague when actually the plague came. But when they were with Joseph, Pharaoh favored them. But when Joseph died, there came a king who knew not Joseph. And then their punishment began. They were in slavery for years. They stayed in Egypt for over 400 years. Probably 420. But when they were about to leave the Lord compensated them by remembering them and making them to plunder Egypt of their treasures. In the book of Exodus chapter 12, verses 35 and 36, we have this written. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And the Lord had given the people, what? Favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. Thus, they did what? Plundered the Egyptians. They plundered. You know, when you call up, when you say something, uh, something has plundered something, they almost emptied their treasures. 
Like a Sunday morning, some people are gathering themselves together and saying that they must go back to Israel in order to take back all that they plundered them off. The thing about it is this. When God gives you favor, you plunder. And by the grace of the almighty God, that which you deserve and has been denied you, the Lord will give you back with interest in Jesus' name. Then we come again to the life of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's not David, please. Correct it in your bulletin. It's Daniel. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were prisoners in a land where they actually had rules that couldn't be changed. These ones were determined not to worship any idol. Even though they may force it on them, they will refuse to do it. And if you remember some words that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego actually said to the king, let it be known to you, O king, that whatever you are asking us of, we will not do. You may want to burn us, you may even burn us, but instead of bowing, we will rather burn. They were so determined to hold on to their God. And guess what? They received the favor of God. They were put in the fire, but the fire did not burn them. The smoke did not smell on them. And they came out, I believe, more purified than before they, they went in. Because the presence of the Lord was with them in the fire. To the point that the king said, um, what was his name? Nebuchadnezzar. I put three people there. There are four now. And the fourth one looks like what? The son of God. Children of God, when you will not bow to pressure, when you will not bow to corruption, when you will not bow to anything that actually may be going on in this land that is abominable to God, God will actually make you to do what? To see his glory. You don't have to steal to eat. You don't have to steal to buy cars. You don't have to steal to live in posh houses. You don't have to. God will make it for you. Because his children will never lack anything good. So we see that the laws of Medes and passions, passions changed because of these ones. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they changed the law, which actually was said to be unchangeable. The law will change concerning you to change to your favor. Only huh, let the the light of the Lord be in your life, in your, in your heart. What about Esther? You think Esther was the only beautiful lady among all the people contesting? No, not at all. Let's see what the Bible says concerning that. Esther chapter 2, verse, verses 15 and 17. Esther chapter 2, uh, that one is actually very, very tiny. Uh, now then, well, now when the turn came 
for Esther, the daughter of uh, Abihai, and uh, uncle, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her uh, as, as his daughter to go to the king, she requested nothing but what Haggai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women, advised. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. See verse uh, seven, 17, please. The king loved Esther more than all the other women. So shall it be for you. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. You don't have to in any way seduce anybody. Be yourself. Be decent. Kings and princes will run after you because they will see something in you that God has deposited. I pray again for our young ladies who are looking for life partner. You will find your right one in the year 2017. I want to do a lot of marriages before I leave. I thank God for the month of April. I have enough April. Don't take April again. Huh? May, June, July. Just come. I will put you in. The thing about it is that huh? you will find favor. Favor of a good husband who will not in any way mistreat you. Who will appreciate you. And who will actually crown you with love. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. Now, what about Hezekiah and Jehoshaphat that we mentioned? Guess what? These kings were threatened by neighboring countries. They won on Jehoshaphat. In fact, there was alliance of about three or more nations. They had great, great army. But they combined their armies and wanted to fight a small people, Judah and Jerusalem. Jehoshaphat cried unto the Lord. And the Lord looked at them and said, Hey, be at peace. These ones, they are no match. While, you know, they were boasting about the fact that, Hey, we are going to plunder you. We are going to destroy you. The Lord turned them to hear the sound of great army. For the angel of the Lord came in the midst and there was a lot of uproar. They fled and as they were running, they were even killing themselves. And the children of Israel and, and, and Jehoshaphat and his army, they started looting the people. For good three days, they were still looting getting their treasures. The same thing happened to Hezekiah. Hezekiah got the, paper, the letter from 
the king of Assyria. No army could match the army of Assyria. And Hezekiah knew that there was trouble. He ran to the temple, placed the paper, the, the dead letter before God. The Lord said, hey, don't, be, don't, 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 don't worry. It will no match to you. They did not lift a finger. And they won the battle. There are so many people oppressing you. You cannot face them. You cannot fight them. Because they are more powerful than you. I tell you, by the grace of the almighty God, this year of year of jubilee, they will bow before you. By the grace of the almighty God, you don't have to say what? The Lord will speak on your behalf. They will see you and fear you. In fact, they will see you and melt. Because the Lord God Almighty has promised to favor you. And um, the last one that we'll pick is actually David. David was the last born of the sons of Jesse. One would not expect the last born to actually be crowned a king when the first one is there, the second born is there, and so on and so forth. And, and, and. But the list of the sons of Jesse was favored by God. And everybody waited for him to return from uh, keeping the sheep. They stayed until he returned. And the Lord God Almighty made him king. Anointed as king before his people. The least of them all. The most unqualified became uh, far qualified than those who thought they were by far qualified. So it is. You're looking for a job, Abby. Some people came out with first class honors. Wonderful. Wonderful. But the honor that you will get is a first class honor from God. You tender your paper and they will not want to leave it away. They want to look at it and they want to employ you. Not because of charm. No, you will not carry any charm. You only carry the grace of God, the favor of God that is beyond any charm. And I tell you, you testify that while people have been laid off, you will be hired. The Lord is more than able to do it. Don't ever lose hope. Don't run to another country. We read about, um, about 360 or something thousand Nigerians crossing to Italy. To do what? What are they looking for that cannot be found in Nigeria? If you believe in Nigeria, in God Almighty, who is actually the creator of Nigeria, sincerely you will eat the fruit of the land. That is the promise of God. Time will fail us to talk about Jabez, about Moses, about others that actually have great importance because of the faithfulness to God. But let me tell you this. This that we're talking about cannot happen unless you avoid some things. You must avoid some things that are abominable to God. Children of God, hindrances to favor are many 
but we'll touch on few. One is disobedience. Disobedience. When we talk about disobedience, we have a wonderful example in the life of Saul, the king, the first king of Israel. Disobedience. He first disobeyed the prophet, Prophet Samuel. Wait seven days. Wait. I will come and give the sacrifice. After waiting and Samuel delayed, what happened? He performed the sacrifice that he shouldn't touch. Go to the Amalekites and destroy all of them, including their animals. But what did he do? Saved the king and the choices of the animals. Disobedience. Another disobedience that actually is not really put in black and white is the fact that God chose him to be king. Now he wanted to choose himself and his descendants to always be king. He wanted Jonathan to replace him after he might have died. But God said, no, not so. You have not found favor with me. You lost it because of disobedience. When David became king, guess what? The Lord established that which Saul was trying to grasp. Established it upon David because of his obedience to God. In the book of uh, 2 Samuel, chapter 7, verse 16, God said, look, I will make you, you, know, you and your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. Who said it? God. If God has not put a man somewhere and you want to put yourself, you'll be in trouble. Disobedience. Another thing that can easily make you to lose your jubilee is pride. Pride. You know what brought Satan down? According to the scriptures, you know, Satan was the anointed cherub at the throne of God. And the same thing is happening to a lot of human beings today. We need to express this to you that God will give grace to the humble but he will resist a proud person. There was a man in the scripture, in the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament times. His name was Naaman. Naaman was a wonderful warrior of Syria, but he had leprosy. To be a leper, when, at the time when actually they couldn't get a cure, huh? guess what? You will become an outcast. And of course, a wonderful warrior, but he lived huh, apart from the people. What happened? He came to Samaria in order to seek for help. And the prophet of God decided, knowing fully well that he was full of pride, decided to humble him. He did not come out to meet him. He sent his servant. Tell him to go and dip himself seven times in the Jordan River. And what happened? The pride came in. He needed help. He needed help. He was a leper. Huh? 
and he was advised to go, to go somewhere. I think actually a lot of people would have run there and say, ah, let me go and try it. But he went back home with his leprosy until he was later persuaded. If this man had told you to do something greater than this, would you not have done it? What is wrong with you? Then he went back and did exactly what the servant said. And guess what? After seventh time, he came out and the Bible says that and his body was like that of what? A baby. Have you seen the body of a baby before? I have seen so many babies of animals. They are so cute to look at. Not only human beings. Have you seen puppies before? Beautiful. When they grow older, they become ugly. But when they are that, you know, just, and his body became like that. Do you know that a lot of us are just like Naaman? We don't have leprosy of the body, but we have leprosy of the soul. Sick of sin. And they say, believe in Jesus Christ and you'll be what? You'll be saved. And you'll say, Jesus, who is Jesus? That Hebrew man that died 2,000 years ago? How can he save me? Oh. If God had told you that you jump from Mount Everest in order to actually be saved, some of us will have tried it. But the simple, the simple, you know, plan of God for us will reject. And I know that some people go to church, but they are not saved yet because they have not released themselves out of pride to Jesus. What about lack of giving? Some people have, they say that they have aridite hands. They've glued them together to the point that they cannot give. And uh, they are so stingy to themselves. They are stingy to their family. They are stingy to people. They are stingy to God Almighty. The Lord God Almighty said in the book of Malachi, bring the tithes to me and bring an offering too and try me if I will not what? Open the windows of heaven to pour down blessings upon you to the point that your storehouse will not be able to contain it. And some of us still very much stealing from God. They're stealing from God. I've had a lot of testimonies and I, I, I can give you one that happened to me. You know, my car was bad and um, I knew how much I was earning and I was saying, uh, God, you will understand this time. Oh, God, you will understand. Huh? I have to repair this car. Therefore, that tithe huh, will, not be, will not be yours this, this, this time around. I didn't even say that um, I will pay later. Guess what? That car gave me more problem. And I was looking and saying, Lord, unless you intervene. Ah, I robbed from him and I want his intervention. The thing about it, church, as you're seated now, are you sure that you have not robbed from God? Are you sure that you are not stingy to him? Are you sure that you are giving offering that is actually befitting of him? I still pray that church people will not come to church and squeeze the money they put in a bag because you cannot do, to, do that to a governor. 
and you think you can do it to God. When you're stingy, you lose blessings. You may be receiving drops of mercy while others are receiving showers of blessing. So don't ever say that uh, God is still providing. Uh, at least uh, we are managing. You, should, you, don't be, you don't have to be a manager. And of course, the fourth thing that you need to avoid is wickedness. Wickedness. Children of God, the warning that we have in the book of Revelation chapter 22, beginning from verse 11, always touches my heart. That place made it clear. Uh-uh, it's your life. Go ahead and live it. If you're unjust, be unjust still. Huh? If you're wicked, be wicked still or filthy. Huh? And if you're righteous, be righteous still. If you're holy, be holy still. The thing about it is that whatever you have done, the consequence of your living will not be yours. Says, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, according to his work. And who said it? I am the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus Christ the righteous said it. And that will not change. More than Medes and Passion law. And I say to you this day, when you are actually a wicked person, you need to know that what goes around comes around. Nemesis will catch up. There was a king in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 33. The whole of chapter, chapter 33 was devoted to this king. His name was Manasseh. The most evil, most wicked, huh? most anything bad that Israel ever got. But this one prided himself with this power that he had to the point that his wickedness went to the temple to tear down the sacred things in the temple and he put his own idols in the temple that the Lord said, there I will set my presence when it was dedicated by Solomon. Now, what did the Lord do? The Lord made his enemies to triumph over him. He lost the battle so woefully. Now, they did not kill him. God is merciful. God is merciful. Church, God is merciful. God did not kill him. Why? The death of a wicked person, uh, of a sinner, is not a pleasure before his sight. He made them take him as a slave. They put a hook in his nostrils. In his nose. Huh? A hook. A whole person that actually will come with his regalia and be so pompous to say that uh, he was above God. They put a hook and changed his legs and carried him captive. There in captivity. Ah, 
he remembered God. And you know what? God is merciful. God is merciful. If not for his mercy, many of us will not be here today. God listened to him. Heard him. And answered him. And gave him the second chance. He went back as king. And this time around, he actually, you know, took away all the idols and put God in his place. Unfortunately, he had sort of contaminated his son who became king after him because he too lived a very bad life until another offspring called Josiah huh, came and Josiah did that which was good in the sight of God. His grandchild would not leave her like his grandfather. Children of God, let 2017 be a year to remember. Stop your wickedness. That servant of yours, that it is when you want to pay him or her that you force and bust him with so many things, huh? As if God is not his creator or our creator. Huh? Stop it. Know that you have another's um, you know, head. Another boss on top of you. Who is God Almighty. Make people to be happy around you. That when you leave, they will be blessing you. Not when you leave, they will be happy and be throwing party. Let's contribute. Money that we don't have, let's borrow. Let's rejoice because this person has gone. Ah, let not be your portion in Jesus' name. And lastly, prayerlessness. Many of us are lazy when it comes to prayer. And the Bible says that you have not because you ask not. Apart from the fact that we ask amiss, huh? It's even better to ask a miss than not to ask at all. Even though both are not really accepted before, before God. But the truth of the matter is this. My Lord Jesus Christ actually gave me that wonderful free flow of connection with God. Ask and you shall receive. He wants me to ask God. Whatever I ask in his name... It shall be given. Some of us did not come for the prayer and fasting that we had last week. While some of us that came actually will wish that we'll continue this week. We did not come because, hey, let them do their thing. But I pray that the blessings that we prayed for here in this sanctuary uh, will flow on you. Uh, you are not even saying amen, okay? That's it. The thing about it, church, is that God Almighty answers prayers. And he wants you to know that the year 2017 has been declared as your year of blessing. If you follow the instructions of the Lord, the Lord will bless you. What are his instructions? A, be good. Delight in his way. Be merciful. Be a giver. And the overall thing is, be a practicing Christian.
God is here. Can we bow our heads in prayer?